And I tell you, I love this place. I love this church. Amen? I love this church. It's a great place. I got saved with this church, in this church. Not in this building, but I tell you, in this church. Amen? And God changed my life. Amen? And I'm thankful. Amen? You can have a seat. Amen? Praise God. Turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14. Matthew chapter 14 and go down to verse 22. I'm going to share a word that God has placed in my spirit this morning. And I want to let y'all know y'all look good this morning. Amen. Y'all look really good. Chose to be here on a Friday morning. Praise God. People traveling across the country. Y'all look beautiful. Amen. Praise God. Verse 22 says, immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when his disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, is, is it a ghost? And they cried out of fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you for your word, God. Thank you, God, for your speaking to us today. God, I pray that you would open our hearts, God. Give us understanding this morning, Father. Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. Remove every hindrance, God, and anything that will keep us, that will try to keep us from hearing from you today. Speak through me, God, today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'd like to preach a short message this morning titled, The Value of a Quality Private Life. The value of a quality private life. You know what? God put this in my spirit the other day as I was reading, and one thing I'd realize is that for every person, there is a public life and there's a private life. You know, there's, there's a private life. You can, you, hopefully, there is somewhere close, amen, that the public life and the private life are not so far apart, amen. But, you know, for every single person, you walk up, there's the person that you would see, for instance, you, you would see uh, an accountant, great accountant, great at numbers, but in their private life, they're what? A musician, Amen. How many musicians we have? Praise God. And you know, you know, musicians always got that funk to them, right? When you see them, they, they got that walk, you know? They got that, you know, basketball players. Y'all seen basketball players? And they walk in a room and you say, you know what? They look like they play basketball. They're hurting knees. You know, they got that walk. Amen. And it's horrible because, uh, you know, there was a time, y'all all know, I've always wanted to play basketball, amen. So I remember there was a time we were playing basketball. I was playing with them, amen. And, uh, and this guy said, and he was talking about somebody else as he was walking down. He said, that's a basketball player. And he said, well, I said, how do you know that? He said, look at his walk. And I started watching it. I said, I'm a basketball player too. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. You know what? The, the, the only, so when we start talking about it, what happens, though, is that the, when you see people's private lives and people's public lives, sometimes what, what happens in the private life, you'll start seeing it in public. 
you start noticing it slowly. Sorry, my, my papers here are stuck together. Hallelujah. Amen. But, you know, and, and even if it's hidden, even if it's hidden, if you take a close look, what happens, you'll start seeing and seeping through. Amen. Somebody may be fully functional, but if they're, if, if they're struggling, if they're battling with alcohol at home, what happens is one day when they come out in their public life, you're going to see it and say, oh, I think they're battling something. Amen. I think they're battling something, so it would, it would happen. Amen. You spend enough time, it will begin to spill over. No matter how hard people try to hide it. Amen. So now when you look at it, you will realize that private life has a, has a definite effect on the public life. And the devil says, well, you know what? What I really want to do is I want to destroy this person. I want to destroy their ministry. I want to destroy everything they stand for. But, you know, if I just attack them in public, I may lose. So the strategy goes long ways. He said, well, you know, I need to find, I need to search more into their private life and see how I can take them down. Amen. And you say, well, I'm, I need to go and poison that private life that, that we're hap- that, that's happening there. Because when you poison their private life, the effects are long lasting. They're crippling. Amen. They're, they're crippling not only to that person, but when they walk out in public, other people's lives are also affected by that. Amen. You know, you would find uh, the devil is the accuser of the brethren. But, you know, he doesn't, if he just accuses somebody for, for nothing, it doesn't hold any water. It doesn't hold any water, so, so he has to try to find reason. He has to ha- find something to hold, to, hold you, to hold you down for, amen. On Monday, on Monday night, I was, uh, we go volunteer. On Mondays, we volunteer at a, at a rehab in, in Carrollton. And this Monday was a real was a really interesting one, because uh, I walked in the room and there were there were there were five men in total, including myself, and there was another lady who walked in that room, and we began to sing worship songs, sing, and they're they're you know they're in there and we're singing worshiping, and I get out my Bible and I'm well sorry I didn't have my Bible I'm lying Amen I begin to preach Amen Praise God I begin to preach hey, Watch it See that. Private life, amen, being honest, hallelujah. <laughs> so I began to preach, and, and guess what? God was moving. God was moving, and, but something happened, and I, I tell you what, I was in there going, all right, Lord, because you know what? Every time I pull an altar call in that place, oh, man, people are getting saved, amen? It's awesome, but this day I pulled an altar call, said, come on, let's, you know, who wants to give their lives to Jesus, and what happens? Everybody's hands were down. I said, oh, Lord, this is a hard one today. This is, I normally get excited to come in here because every time we preach here, somebody's getting saved. So I said, okay, Lord, all right, good. Well, you, you planted a seed, amen. I'm telling myself, Lord, you planted a seed, hallelujah, amen. So we're, we're, we're moving on, and, and there was a man right here to my right, and his head was down, man. I had asked him to read a scripture, and his head was down. His whole face was just red now, and, and, and he looks up, and, he's, and he says, thank you for coming. He says, can I, can I share something? I said, no problem, go ahead. I feel I feel comfortable about it. I said, go ahead. He said, you know, I'm here. He said, I've been pastoring 22 years. He said, I've been pastoring 22 years, but I and and he and and he has a church of 300 people. He says, I've been pastoring 22 years, and lately I've been battling. I've been battling with depression. I'm burnt out. 
So he said, what I've been having to do is at night, I will go and I'll grab a bottle to get to sleep. He's been grabbing that bottle to get to sleep every night. Now we can say, well, how is that possible? This is a man of God. We can try to find all kinds of words and names for it. Let me tell you what, this man is, is, is truly, was truly serving God. But he got to a moment in his private life, the devil started attacking him there so he could wipe out 300 people that God uses him to minister to. So now he's, he's, he's there and he's so down. He, he, was, he was so down. And, and I started listening across the room. People started giving him advice. Now we're, we're, we're in the rehab. Everybody's there for a reason. And everybody's giving advice. And I started listening. I didn't say anything for a while. I just listened. And what happened is everybody that was giving him advice was I realized that they were in ministry too. So we're sitting. There's six people in a room minus the lady who walked out by the time this question came out. Everybody in the room was serving God in the church at some point. I said, Lord, you sent me here for a different reason today. Hallelujah. Lord, this is scary. Hallelujah. Amen. So I, I, I looked at him and I said, hey, uh, first question I asked him, I said, do you, have a, do you have a pastor? He said, no. Do you have a fellowship? No. So I realized what, what was happening. He's by himself. He's by himself. He's all by himself. And in his private life, he's getting attacked. And he has no place to, he has nobody to talk to. So I said, man, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Amen. Began to minister to him, lifted him up. Amen. Praise God. You know what? People may be down. The devil's attacking their private life. But they need to hear a message of hope. Amen. They need to know that God can restore. Hallelujah. That God still has a plan for their lives. Amen. We don't just look at him and say, you're a loser. Hallelujah. But God still saves. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what? The same message of the gospel applies to us as anybody else. Amen. Jesus died for all of us. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what? He was encouraged. I, I, I traded my phone number. I said, hey, I want you to call me when you get, when you get out of here. And I said, you know, is this guy for real? So I Googled him up. They got a nice church. They got a nice church. But you know what? He's, he was battling, and the attack happened in his private life, in his private life. And you started, I started walking around and asking these people questions. And I realized that all of them were battling and they're thrown in the towel. Ministries, towels are thrown. Because at some point, at some point, something happened in these private lives where the devil tried to rob them, amen, and destroy the ministry that they had, amen. You know, let me tell you what, this doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight, but slowly, slowly what begins to happen is, 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 is that robbery begins to happen, amen. And with a time where what we, what we prioritize in our private life, watch this becomes less and less of a priority. And the public life is seen as a result, right? We look at it, it's easy. You can look at a result and say, man, I got a church of 300 people. What, you know, what can stop me? But the, the private life is suffering, amen? And in turns, it affects the ministry. Praise God. You know, 
You know, we're in a warfare, church. We're in a warfare. We're, we're in a warfare. And you know what? We, we need to be ready. We need to be ready, amen. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, amen. Casting down arguments for every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You know, this man, as he was in there, he was so down on himself, but he needed to hear what Jesus still had planned for him, amen. He still needed to know that God is not through with him, hallelujah. Amen. You know, we could be teachers, preachers, pastors, ushers, worship leaders, wherever we can be, you realize that's the public ministry. That's the public, but it's not possible without what's happening in private. It doesn't yield any fruit in public if, if what happens in private doesn't happen. Amen. So as I was reading this passage and, and God began to convict me as I was reading this, you know, the Bible says that Jesus, now this is after Jesus fed the 5,000 and he started dismissing them and he sent his disciples and said, okay, you know what? You guys go ahead and go across. He sent them on a boat. He's dismissing people. And the Bible says he went off to pray. This was his ministry. This was his private time. He went off to pray. And then it says, watch this, and this is, this, is what, this is what knocked me out. It was like, right? And then it said, at the fourth watch of the night, which is after 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to his disciples. I said, Jesus, so the Bible says that at evening time, at sundown, he dismissed people, and he was gone praying, and he didn't show up again until 3 in the morning. And the fourth, fourth watch, between 3 to, to, to 6, he was gone seeking God. I said, oh, Lord, I, I never prayed that long, Lord. <laughs> I'm, never, I'm, never, I'm, not here to, I'm not here to tell you if you don't pray for nine hours, you're not praying. I'm not here to say that, amen. But I was convicted. I said, Lord, I've, this is incredible. You can see the results of Jesus' private life in his public ministry, amen. You can see it as he's out there seeking God. He's the son of God, came down from heaven, and he's praying nine hours. Woo, praise God. Amen. I said, Lord, woe is me. Amen. Help me here. Because I go pray, Lord. Hallelujah. Help us. Amen. And I said, mm, okay, all right, come on, Lord. I got to go a little longer. Amen. A little longer. Mm. Oh, a little longer, Lord. Come on. I don't want to leave here. You know what's funny? When I go see my in-laws, and I love them, my outlaws, Amen. When I go visit them, you know, I set on my time. I say, I'm going to be here at least an hour, right? I mean, no, you want to say, you know, you don't want to, come on, there we go. There's some people believe it, amen. When you go see the, when you go see the outlaws, you don't want to just get in and get out. You don't want, you want them to feel like you spent some quality with them. But guess what? When you're having a good time, guess what? You're not even watching the clock. When you're having a good time, you're not even watching the clock. It becomes something. You say, hey, I'll be there. And guess what? Before you know, you're like, wow, time's gone. I got to go. I got to go. We, 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 we're spending too much time together. Amen. Praise God. But you know, it's interesting because in our, in our prayer life, does it feel the same way? Does it feel the same way? Oh, God, have mercy on me. Does it feel the same way when I go talk to God? 
You know, I was talking, uh, pa- Pastor Bland came and preached a revival for us back in November. It was awesome, amen. And 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 he preached a fire. But you know, I just said, you know, I want to take these next few days. I just want to learn everything I can from you, amen. And as I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm driving around, asking all kinds of silly questions, amen. And uh, one thing he shared with me is that with him and Pastor Kyle, they talk every day. Not just every day; they talk a bunch of times a day. He'll call him in the morning on his way to work, call him on, on his way back, tell him how his day went, and all that. I said, man, you know, I've never had that with my dad. I never had that with my dad. And you know what? I have a, I have a time where I pray. But, you know, am I, do I have that father-son relationship with God? I said, wow, Lord, I want to have that. I want to have that because in my private life, that is what prepares me for, for what I'm doing. Amen. Praise God. You know, when there's, a, when there's a constant dialogue, when there's that relationship, what happens is you begin to know, when you get to know somebody, you begin to know what they would say about something. You begin to know what would, you know, somebody would say, what would, what would Pastor Blake say about something? I say, well, you know what? Ask me. I'll tell you. Amen. Ask me. I'll tell you. I'll tell you real quickly. Amen. Praise God. Because you know what? He's my spiritual father. Amen. I've I spent time and gotten to know him. And, you know, I, I have an idea what he would say about certain things. Praise God. Amen. And you know what? Watch this. When we spend time with God, we get to preach with authority. We get to walk with authority because we know what God will say about that. Amen. We know what God stands with you. We say, no, this is what the Lord says. Amen. This is what God says. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 7, 29, for he taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. See, the scribes, the Pharisees, they knew of God, but they did not know God. Amen. But he knew God, so when he spoke, he spoke as one that God is speaking through. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Turn your Bibles really quickly to Acts chapter 19. Praise God. When you're there, say amen. Those Bible thumpers, praise God. Amen. You media people, you phone Bible people, you're cheating. Amen. <laughs> Cheaters. Amen. You got long way. You got to learn your Bible alphabetically. Amen. I'm just kidding. <laughs> amen. Amen. Acts chapter 19, verse 13. It says, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, we exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? But the man, then the man with the evil spirit leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Woo! You know what? It's a shameful thing to go out into public ministry without the private. 
Amen. It's a shameful thing. It's a scary thing. Amen. Because they, they were walking. It's not that they didn't believe in Jesus. They believed what Jesus was doing. Amen. But they never had a private relationship with God. So when they walked into the public ministry, they said, guess what? You come out in the name of that Jesus. And they said, uh-uh. Uh-uh. We don't believe that. You don't believe that either. You don't believe that either. And guess what? They got a whooping. Amen. They got a whooping. And praise God that we get to hear about it 2,000 years later. Amen. Because now we know not to get that whooping again. Praise God. Amen. You know what? The devil will humiliate us if we try to go into the public to do something for God without the private. And I don't want to be in that place. Amen. I don't want to be in that place wondering, God, am I going to go out here and says, thus says the Lord, and it's not from you. Am I going to go out here and lay hands on somebody, and at the end they say, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, thank you. God, I want you to use me. I want to be connected, amen. I want to be connected that as I'm, as I'm serving God, that God is moving through me, amen. You know what? Keeping this private life will keep us from falling will keep us from falling. Amen. And then turn your Bibles quickly to Acts chapter 4. Verse 36, when you're there, say amen. Amen. It says, and Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, Having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Go to chapter 5. And it says, But a certain man named Ananias, with Sapphira his wife, sold a possession, and he kept back the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Let me tell you something. Both of them gave. Both of them gave. They went out. Oh, praise God. We want to serve. Hey, you know what? Barnabas did it. Guess what? His name is happening in the Bible. Amen. Guess what? Put my name in there too. Amen. Get me on the list too. But you know what? Their public life didn't reflect the private. Because in their private life, they've already made a decision. Guess what? We can't really do all of this. Come on now. We can't do all of this. We need to put some aside. And they went out lying in, the, in their public life. And guess what? They lost their lives. They lost their lives. They went out lying in the, in the public, going out there saying, guess what? This is how you need to think of me and see me. But God is saying, you know what? I want the real you. I want the real you. Praise God. Amen. You know, our, our private lives, I want to just, in closing this morning, I want to encourage you, amen. You know, God's going to do great things in us. God's going to do great things in everybody here, amen. Somebody said, praise God. God's going to, God has great things in store, amen. And you know what? As, as, as we're going out to serve God, I want to tell you something, that the devil is also looking to destroy us. 
to keep us from doing that. Amen. And if we're going to make it, we're going to need to get, get back in that closet. Amen. Say, God, let that, let this private life, let it be a reflection of you. Amen. So when I go out there, I'm not going alone. Amen. God, I won't go if you don't go with me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. God bless you.